Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. What what if the podcast what if the podcast is us just singing random songs or not not even singing, just making the noise of the songs. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like buck fast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Yeah. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Keith Walsh Podcast. I hope you're well. It is the 8th of the 2nd. It's February. The 8th is the day. The 2nd is the month. Uh, if you're foreign, you're listening to this. Um, I have somebody listening somewhere in South America. And I can't remember now. Um, could it be Brazil? Um, could be. I have someone in the United Arab Emirates listening. It's probably just one person. They've listened to a few episodes, so you're very welcome. Um, do let me know where you're listening, whether it's in Ireland or outside Ireland, around the world, somewhere in America. I've got, a, I've had a few, good few listens into the hundreds of listens in America. Probably about to break America, to be honest with you. If you want to email the show, you can. It's keithwalshpod at gmail.com or keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com. Someday I'll get that sorted out, so I definitely know that the podcast email works and uh, I trust it. Um, I do get the odd email. Um, Sometimes I read them out. I'd like to read out more. Um, Here's one from Sue. Hey Keith, my name is Sue, as in Johnny Cash won't sang or is it sung? How do you do? How do you do? Uh, Even though I'm only writing now, let me say I have been an OG fan. If you're an OG, you know what OG means. Okay. Original. Um, If you're listening now and it's January, February 2021, you can email me and let me know that you're an OG. All the OGs will go into a special folder in my office and if we have live podcasts or whatever, you'll be invited first. Um, A little bit about me. Mid-40s, live in Leakslip, married, daughter, 17, son, 11, and I now work from home since the pandemic hit. Haven't we all, aren't we all, Sue? Uh, I was slow on the podcast trend, but now an avid listener to the Keith Walsh podcast. (laughs) 
I say your jingle in my head. I began to follow you on Instagram as I was a breakfast show listener on my early commute. After the shake-ups, I lost interest and became a station hopper. Little did I know I wasn't going to have a morning commute when the pandemic took over. Uh, it was an Instagram video you posted some time ago that grabbed my attention. You were sitting in a car, basically thinking out loud, and it really resonated with me. You were talking about mental health and how it was okay to say, hey, I'm not okay today. It struck a chord with me, and I felt common ground. Um, as mental health was something I struggled with in the past until a friend suggested talking to someone, which is what I did. I can honestly say it was one of the best decisions I ever made for me and my loved ones. Sorry for going off the point here. That's exactly the point. Thank you, Susan. Uh, getting back to the podcast, just want to let you know how much I enjoyed the material, the guests, the chats. Very relatable. I even loved the little rambling at the start of the episodes. Being somewhat of a rambler myself. Yeah, I'm definitely that. The podcasts have helped me to realise, hey, we're all just trying to make it in this world and to do what makes us happy, whatever that is. And so what? If I'm still trying to figure stuff out, so is everybody else. Susan, totally totally uh, I'm a little bit behind on episodes not good enough Susan uh, I try to listen whenever I get the chance I have set up a new I've set a new goal to catch up while walking every day after logging off the laptop at 5 o'clock this time of the day it used to be my switch off time driving home blasting the tunes and winding down from the day now the runners go on the earphones go in and the podcasts are on play beautiful keep up the good work best of luck with pure mental uh, when it gets on the road and not to forget your cool, quirky cards. Look forward to listening to more podcasts from Sue. Sue, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Uh, um, yeah, thank you. Lots of nice stuff. Lots of nice things in, in in that email. If you want to email the podcast, please do. It's keithwalshpod at gmail.com or keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com. Oh, I don't trust the podcast one yet, even though, I keep, even though I'm getting emails to it. It's ridiculous. Something in my brain. Something in my brain. Anyway, um, I do mention a podcast, another podcast in our chat with Mike because I'm about to upload a new chat with Mike, as we do every Monday. And it is, the podcast is called the Inside Story Podcast. And it's hosted by uh, Alex Rowley, who's 16. Uh, he was 16 at the time of um, going to print, at what, the what, uh, time of publication at the time of broadcast. And he's the host of the Inside Story podcast. Uh, he's interested in journalism, radio and media. Yeah, he's in fifth year in school and he got me onto his podcast to talk about the Leaving Cert debacle. Um, the sort of inept handling, I would say, of... I'm, I'm mostly laying, blame, laying the blame of how things are going with the Department of Education. So teachers, principals, parents were, were all in the dark um, as to what's actually going on so uh, Alex had me on the podcast and I mentioned it to to Mike in our chat, uh, thanks very much Alex, check it out, the Inside Story podcast it's very good, uh, he's an excellent broadcaster and I believe you'll be hearing from him again in the near future uh, I don't know what his plans are presumably go study journalism and end up on the radio Probably News Talk, Radio 1, BBC. Uh, so, Alex, thanks very much for having me on. And today's your birthday. Coincidence? Is it your birthday? Why did I think it was your birthday? Oh, maybe it was. And is it 12 o'clock now? 
Yeah, today's your birthday. Listen, happy birthday, Alex, and uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, yeah, this podcast uh, is an interesting one. We started off having the, the bands, as always, and Mike had told me a story about a certain somebody, uh, a well-known um, figure in Irish media, a personality, I suppose, and he had encountered this person, and... He was going to tell the story, and they were like, well, I can't really tell the story, and it probably wouldn't be fair to say the person's name. And then we were kind of saying, yeah, it's not really the thing, you know, if you, if somebody is held in high regard in Ireland, you just don't really go against the grand end. The other, the other point, the point of this is just, it's his word against someone else's, so, you know, we're not going to anyway, but... We, it just so we weren't going to tell the story and I said well let's tell the story let's not say who it is and let's just chat about how we are afraid to challenge the status quo sometimes and it's easier just to go with the flow and if someone you know if someone famous has been beatified and made a saint in the eyes of the public we don't really people generally don't go against that or if we do go against it we're seen as um uh you know, uh, what do they call it? Begrudging. You see, we can't um, we can't have a happy medium where we're just like, well, these. It's either you're either being cancelled for being the worst person in the world, if you're well known, or you're being held up as a saint, and then one day so you'll do something wrong, and then you'll be cancelled. We can't. We need to get some sort of balance here where we just go, look, they're just people. We're all just people. Sometimes you make mistakes. Sometimes you, but anyway, we we got on to talking uh, about challenging the uh, the institutions, and yeah, it was a good chat, um, and it it was all inclusive, included the church, you know, education system, um, people, and I enjoyed it. So thank you very much, Mike. Uh, have I anything else I want to mention about this? I don't think so. Uh, have a listen. If I think of anything, I'll be back. In just a little while. It is the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's episode 64. And this is me talking to my friend, Mike. Enjoy. Hey, did I press record? Oh, thank God. Oh, look at your cup. Oh, my God. KW, Newbridge's number one influencer. Sponsored by Nike. And what is it? Oh, no, there's a picture of you. Oh no! You need to tweet that mug now because it oh. makes sense to the OGs. Oh man, that is so. I I I went to do an event in Galway, and that was in my hotel room as a gift. Newbridge's number one influencer. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Listen, if I could have that on my gravestone or something even more than that on my gravestone, I'd be a happy man. I'd die a happy man. Speaking of dying, you haven't dyed your beard, I see. I know, yeah. I actually don't have any in the house, and I'd have to go to Boots and buy some, so uh just haven't got around to it. I'm letting it go. I'm going through, I feel like I'm going through my uh, do you remember Brian from the Beach Boys? I just call him Brian. Yeah. Um, he, Wilson? Yeah. So, you know, you remember when the Beach Boys were all clean cut and they were singing about surfing and all that, and then Brian kind of took loads of acid or something and uh, grew a beard and got fat. <laughs> I'm doing that yeah. with I'm doing that without the acid, just Freddos. 
so have, have you actually, are you in a dressing gown or is that a sort of one of those casual cardigans? No, I'm got a t-shirt and a cardigan. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not really dressed. It's just kind of my bedwear, and I just threw a cardigan on. I'll tell you why. Because um, oh. my my young my young boy child, Finn, uh, he got up this morning really early, set the alarm for something like half six to leave the house and go to the Curra, which is near where we live with his friend. They wanted to see the sunrise on the Curra. Oh, Jesus. That's the that's the level of excitement. You know, they're looking for adventure, I suppose. And did they see it? There wasn't much of a sunrise here. I can't imagine there was much, you know. I mean, it's a very overcast day. It's very uh, cloudy. I can't, but, you know, I think it was just something to do, really, you know, something different. So, yeah, so, we, so we were kind of all up at half six, seven o'clock. I went back to bed. I bet you did. But it's mad how ridiculous... Uh, seven o'clock seems as a time to get up now. Is that what time do you get up at normally? <laughs> I ha- I have just it's twelve oh nine. He's late again, by the way. Uh, it, it's twelve and I've just brushed my teeth. Okay, I haven't even got I, that far yet. I haven't even had breakfast, to be honest with you. I had an apple and a cup of tea, which I suppose does constitute breakfast if you're on one of your fatty diets that you don't eat between the hours of sunset and you know, whatever it is you're doing these days. I have my breakfast at, I break my fast at five. Wow. Mm. Yeah, the wedding, weddings used to have um, a wedding breakfast. That was a traditional right, yeah. meal of breakfast. That was the lunch, wasn't it? The wedding breakfast. Yeah. Um, so look at getting up, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's mad how quickly seven o'clock seems like a mad early time, doesn't it? Like I used to get up at four, I used to get up at half four, I used to, you know, I mean, getting up at seven, even at the weekends, wasn't really a, a weird thing. Now, yeah. now this morning, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's still dark out. I can't even. Well, maybe we're, we're coming to terms with it as a, as a race that we shouldn't actually. We should go back to being Neanderthals, you know. Uh, what do they do? Kill a bison every two weeks and then gorge themselves and sort of sleep around and make sweet love in front of fires and eat. They had no weekends, they had nothing. And allegedly, we're the civilized ones. Yeah, yeah. They we cram everything it. in. It's, it's just, we have it all wrong. I think the Neanderthals were trying to kill off the other humans or have sex with them. Either do, way. Uh, yeah, we're, trying I, to do that. we're trying to do that whilst having weekends. <laughs> we, uh, when I say other humans, there's only one. The other species of, of pet bipeds. Well, you, no, we're Homo sapiens. Okay. They were Homo Neanderthalensis, named after the German uh, valley in which they were found, the Neanderthal. Which is outside Mort in uh, Westmead. <laughs> the, um, the, I was watching this, uh, it was kind of, you know, the, these odd sort of online, um, very brief documentaries about humans and how we're brilliant at long distance running. You know, we can just, you know, we, we, mm. we developed a skill to just run and run and run. And uh, it was very funny because they were sort of using the example of a human chasing down an antelope, you know, and the human would be like, you know, sauntering along at a nice steady pace. You know, the antelope would see the human coming, you know, fucking leg it, you know, gone. Boom. Get there. Eat my dust, you know, standing there eating the grass. Next thing over the over the brow of the hill comes the human sauntering along. Still gone. Same pace. Not a fucking antelope season. Fuck. Hell. Gone. Boom. 
fucking tears off into the distance. <laughs> a few hours later, here it comes over around the corner. Fucking four men with sticks. Nice and steady pace until eventually, four days later, the fucking antelope is like fucked and they just stab him as he stands. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 almost like the it's almost like a, a script to a horror movie, if you think about it. Like if you're if you're the antelope and you're like fuck do you ever see that film where the, the where the truck follows the car and have you seen that it's a psychological thriller it's called no. it's called it's basically just it's I, I remember it was i think it was made in the 70s or 80s um and it was just this it was just this car and the truck every time it's not carry is it <laughs> no it's a carry um no it was a, it was a movie about truck. a tr- if anybody knows Anyway, so this guy was in the car and he didn't know every time he pulled in, the truck pulled in. Every time he drove off, the tr- truck drove off. And if, if he turned right, the truck would drive. And I and can't remember the ending of it. Can't have been that good. Uh, and I don't even know what I Googled to find it. So um, keithwalchpod at gmail.com if you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, because nobody else does. I think maybe you dreamt that. And it's one of those oh, dreams that stuck. It's definitely a movie because I saw it. Like I've saw it, it's like one of those movies that comes on late at night on RTE or something, and I've seen it a couple of times, uh, and I'm pretty sure I've spoken to other people about it. I think it's kind of famous as a movie, like it's a famous thriller. In your head. In my head, yeah. <laughs> it's really famous, because I know it in my head. Nobody but else does. That's what I felt like when I, when I thought about that poor antelope trying to outrun a human. It just fucking won't give up. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are, uh, we're, 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 we certainly are tenacious as a species. I presume you would have loved the movie The Dig then. Loved it. Did you watch it? I saw Marion Keys on Twitter today saying, uh, I watched the, I watched 45 minutes of The Dig and I have to say it's not for me. I turned off, blah, blah, blah. Fine. And not every movie is for everyone, but I, I felt sorry for her that she didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I watched it last night with my wife. Her name is Suzanne. She works for a company called Nearly Sisters. She owns the company. Um, and she's way too sexy for you. She's very, I'm very lucky. Um, but my wife doesn't flash her boobs at me when she goes past the window. That's Whoa, 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 whoa. I was sworn never to mention that again. Oh, no are you? Yeah, I might get a couple of uh, bullseyes this morning. It's cold out there. <laughs> you were told not to mention it again. Sorry. Yes, I let it. I let it. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, watch the last. <laughs> watch the last night. Beautiful, beautiful movie. Absolutely, and it's really, it's really cleverly done. In that, a lot of the the dialogue, if you noticed, didn't happen when they were speaking. So they would be sort of glancing, and the conversation that they've just had. It's almost like it was catching up with itself. Not that they were out of lip sync or anything. They would be mm. sort of standing there. And there was a little, yeah, <clears throat> a lot of people, I, I listened to the director being interviewed about it. And he said it was the most effective way of getting you to look at what he's trying to show you while sort of overlaying this vocal on top. Very interesting man, whoever he is. I can't remember his name. Doesn't Why matter. We, These yeah. things don't matter. Not on this No, podcast. they don't matter. They're just, they're just fleeting. They're just events. His name is just an event. But yeah, um, but I loved, I used to live in that part of the world near Dists. Uh, I lived in South Norfolk, which is just above North Suffolk. That makes any sense. 
yeah the norfolkers the norfolk people people of the north and the suffolk people of the south and so, um, southern folk northern folk okay good yes go. right yeah, yeah now i've got you now i'm with you yeah so um i was south norfolk and he was north south folk uh in near dis and his accent was spectacular it was just perfect um and everything about it i thought was just beautiful every 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 actor was great mm. there was the sort of the sexuality stuff down the side and there was the dig and then there was death and then there was children and oh it was great great absolutely fantastic yeah definitely had everything and i yeah. and you just said um something about you just said something about the passing of time and oh, th nothing matters we were just something and actually there's a there's a bit in the film where he says if, if a thousand years goes by in a flash what will be left of us yeah yeah and she said well maybe your watch and your maybe fragments yeah. of this cup and your penis because he had a wooden <laughs> he had a wooden penis spoiler alert the, the guy has a wooden penis I'm joking, yeah. um, but uh, <laughs> uh, he they, they should have got it on sooner, shouldn't they? I I actually yes. thought I actually thought when they did get it on in that old building, I thought that looked a bit. <laughs> I don't know why oh, I just yeah. looked a bit tawdry. Is tawdry the right? Yeah, look dirty. Like? Yeah, it looked a bit sort of like oh, uh, shagging the floor of an old building. You know, no, I like, just think it's not very hygienic. And I know it's probably the truth, but like, we, you know, we want it to be a little bit romantic. Actually, if they just did it up against the wall, that would be, for some, for some reason, that would be preferable. And, and didn't he have a tent? Yeah, he why did have a tent. Why, why they, right, yeah, they could have gone in there and done all manner of things in the tent. Could have had a great time in the tent. Tent poles, they could have had all sorts of things like little bowsers and stuff and yeah. gas heaters, hobs. Oh, think of that. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> What you could do with a hob. Yeah. Hey, let me, let me. No gas. <laughs> let, me touch, let me touch your ring of gas. Oh, no. Uh, no, no I was being, you know, that's her yeah. husband you're thinking of. <clears throat> um, oh, <yeah. laughs> what, was, what was the other thing you, were, you told me to watch afterwards then? Um, or was that just a... A little clip. You sent me a, a WhatsApp. Oh, a little. Yes. Um, there was a, a guy who did a sort of a two minute roundup of the whole film on Twitter. But do not watch it until you've watched the film. That was the link I sent you. Which makes no sense to the people who are listening to this program. Okay. Some one of these one of these sort of comedians online has done a two minute. Oh, it's, sort of it's doing the whole thing. It's brilliant. Absolutely. The, it the whole film in two minutes with the accents and everything. Brilliant, yeah, because actually somebody sent that to Marion Keys when she was giving out about the movie. They said, oh, check this out, this is funny. Yeah, Marion Keys needs to get a grip if she didn't like that. I mean, she, there's a time in your life for everything, and I think everyone should like it. Hey, look, we're not here to fucking, you know, have a go at Marion Keys. Who are we here to have a go at? Uh, anyone, really. Anyone. anyone. Anyone who's brave enough to put their head above the pulpit. We will have a we'll have a little pop, little crack. Do you know what I'm? I, do you know what I did this week? Because you normally ask me what did I do this week. Yeah, and you normally kind of I have to think about things. But this week I went to the tip. Woo! We have something yep. in common, Mike. We have something in common. Tell me about your oh. experience. Well, unlike you, sort of metropolitan liberal elites who have the 
ease in your life of being able to put a wheelie bin outside. I can't do that. Um, I spoke to the people who collect rubbish around here and they won't come down our road because it's too small. Imagine that. Wow. So they wanted me to get wheelie bins off them, charge me a shitload of money to take the wheelie bins twice a week or whatever up to the top of the two miles away to the top of the road where they'd collect it. Imagine some fucker had had the wheelie bins gone in five minutes. If they didn't, a fox would have it or the wind would knock it over. I mean, it'd be a complete disaster. And then they charge me for that. And then I have to make shit of my car, bringing it up and down. So I thought, right, no, that's not going to happen. So now I go to the tip and the tip is sort of six miles that way. And when I first started living here, I looked on Google Maps and I saw that there was a road that was a shortcut direct literally from my house over underneath a mountain. I didn't realize that this road was the worst road in the world. And we actually named that road in this house the worst road in the world. It is actually a, a an B or an A or a C road or whatever they are, but it should be graveled, it should be navigable, and it should be usable. But I had a Fiat Punto when I first moved in here, and I filled the Fiat Punto sometime mid-January with stuff going back to last September. So I gather all my stuff. I recycle the bejesus out of everything. I compost the bejesus out of everything. And I normally get away with just one big bin bag full of sort of throwing away stuff and everything else. And fortunately, this place will recycle pretty much anything. Anyway, uh, it was at the time when Jimmy was kind of young and really sort of wanted to be mannish and sort of get involved in manly things. You know, kids like, you know, they'd want a job and uh, yeah, Jimmy go out and help daddy with gloves and sort of glasses round for safety and helmets and everything to do the thing so we drove over and I said oh there's a shortcut we'll drive over the, the what we know now as the worst road in the world yeah. and um, it was kind of wet the day before and I'm driving this little punto and it's a single track road and you go lower and lower and lower and I was I, I remarked to Jimmy that this looks like something out of the Hobbit there were huge oak trees covered with moss and sort of all sorts of uh, stuff growing off them. You know, it was just, it was beautiful. And there were sort of, uh, there was a waterfall I saw up on the left. And then that waterfall went across the road and down, you know, and there's lichen everywhere and it's dark and it's kind of, whoa, this is a bit spooky. And then I realized there's no road. So I'm just on mud and stone in a Fiat Punto. And the heater in the car had just kind of sort of got its mojo going. So it's nice and warm. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, listen, if we get stuck here, at least I'm warm and some tractor will pass by at some point and put me out, whatever. Then the wasps who had lain dormant in my recycling started to think, oh, fuck, it's summer. And all I could hear was... <laughs> this is like literally flotilla of wasps in the back of the car, making their way. And I'm sort of opening the windows. There was no electric windows in this car. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, we're all gonna die. Jimmy opened the window. Why, it's lovely and warm. <laughs> Open the fucking window, try to get some speed to get the wind to keep these fellas in the back. Cause it's just, it's literally jammed. There's this wall of plastic behind me. And, and all of a sudden they look in the rear view mirror and there's a wasp on my forehead. 
And it's like, oh, like flick it. And then all of a sudden, it's in Jimmy's fleece. It's like, oh my God, the wasp's going to sting us. We're all going to die. Somebody's going to get an anaphylactic shock and whatever. And the car at this stage, I've taken my mind completely off it. We're driving over the waterfall and it lifts up. It's buoyant. There's that much water that we kind of go, Whoa! and it's like, oh my God. And by the grace of the baby Jesus, all of a sudden we got a bit of traction. I put the boot down, floored it, hit a tree on the way out, scraped the side of the car and boom, off we went. Got to a place where about a mile and a half down the road where it actually became tarred again, got out, opened everything, you know, start getting rid of the wasps and stuff. And Jimmy's like, ah, oh, <laughs> again, 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 again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So every time I do the tip, I, and I haven't done the tip run since last May. So I filled the estate car up this time twice with recycling and bins and stuff. And of course there's wasps and stuff in it. And I had to do that twice on Wednesday. That was, yeah, that's, that's. that's and acro really... across the worst road in the world every, each time. No, no, no. I have to go the long way around now, which takes okay. an extra 20 minutes. But once I saw the, um, I was driving back and it was, frosty kind of conditions and i saw do you remember the google cars that used to go around with the 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 aerial on the top with the the spinning uh camera mm. so i'm driving home and i look and i see this fella shook driving this little opal corsa with the thing spinning up on top saying google all over it right <laughs> it's just come up the worst road ever and I was laughing at it, thinking, wow, Google Maps have actually mapped that road. His car was in shit. There was mud everywhere up along the, the windscreen wipers were still going. He was like, he was shook and in shock. And uh, about six months later, I thought, maybe I'm on it. So if you look at the hand crossroads where I live, Google, you see me going past in a blue punto. <laughs> Just to prove that he's been there. Where, do, where, where would we look for? Where, where would I look for on Google Maps? The Hand Crossroads. Head uh -huh. west from the Hand Crossroads. Hand Crossroads. And is that, yeah. that's, that's what it's called. What's the area called? It's the R174. No, the R474. Yeah. The Hand, the hand Crossroads. The R174. No, 474. The R474. And uh, what's, the, what's the area called, though? What's the, like... It's, I know it's Claire. Uh, I think it's like... Knock Lassa up there. Knock, as in knock three times on the ceiling, and L A S S A. So if you were to get one of these, if you were to get one of these mugs, that's mine. Says uh, Newbridge's number one influencer. What would yours be? Knock Lassa. No, no, no. I, I'm in core. Oh, you're in core. Okay. Oh, but that's a completely different townland to that. Oh, so you'd be cores number one influencer yeah core east actually specifically the cores core, core east's core east <laughs> number one influencer what about the, the cores yeah. what, what about your neighbor who 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 like who collects jeans he he might pip you for the title no he's he's well he could actually he could be he's being filmed today about his jeans no There's you a see film crew coming to his house yeah to talk about denim Fair his name off. is ben and i actually call him benim and he doesn't get it. Hey, <laughs> I put in, I put in hand crossroads, but nothing's coming up. So, what was the road okay, number? I'll send it to you. R four seven four. R four seven four. 
There we go. Ennis. Ennis. Or 474. Uh huh. Where's the cross? Where's the. No, okay. it's, way. It's, it's 19 kilometers outside Ennis. So. Oh, but it says I'm on the R474 at the moment. You're never going to find it. <laughs> Row Connolly. What's RHO Connolly? Yeah, Connolly Compass, Connolly. Yeah. Heading west. Um, Carney's Pub. Okay, but way past, way, Jesus, way, way, way past, way past, way past. I don't know oh, which way to go. Do I go left or right on the map? I'll have a look later. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you later. <laughs> send it to me, send me a picture, <laughs> and I'll tweet it for the, for the OGs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, well, you see, I don't feel as bad now. Like, I'm, I, well, I'm quite good now, but when I was working on Breakfast Ready, I used to be really bad because I always have to put my bin out. Literally, it takes me two seconds to put the bin out because I just wheel it down the drive and just leave it at the pillar and uh, it was one of the biggest causes of arguments between myself and my wife for a long time because I would often forget about putting the bin out because uh, if I got up in the morning I'd just go to work I wouldn't even think about it and then she'd have to get up when she heard the bin went so she'd be running out in her pajamas cursing me uh, I'd say the bin men love that um, was so, there sort of negligee involved? She doesn't wear clothes. She just wears a pair of underpants. That's it. So, um, uh, so yeah, she'd be cursing me for not um, for not putting the bins out. But uh, yeah, um, so now I now now I feel like this is I need to I need to never ever forget about pull, putting the bins out. Now that I know what you go through, but that's quite impressive, isn't it? That you 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 compost stuff. You obviously get rid of paper whatever way and then and then everything you have left is for recycling yeah paper you can recycle yeah papers, paper yeah everything every, literally everything in this house that we we make a very big choice about it and i have a shed out the back <clears throat> which is a quarter full of my rubbish it's now empty but that's the big receptacle and then it gets to the stage where it's like oh dear what's the go. what's the stuff then that you have to bring to the bin so bottles plastic paper cardboard metals heavy plastics tetra packs everything you can recycle pretty much everything nearly nice. everything apart from soft plastics which come down to nothing i compress and compress and compress i stand and i stand and i've got a really heavy duty bin bag a reusable big bin bag that is at the, at the max of what they'll take because they tell you what size bin bag you're allowed to used and you have to throw it into a skip sort of and they check you and everything you know you have to pay for whatever the good thing about this is though it costs me uh five euros for a car full of recycling and seven euros for a bag of refuge so this week i spent I'm trying to do the math now 19 euros and how much it. how much did they want to charge you for to put the wheelie bin two two miles up the road 190 quid every six months. <laughs> I think you've saved a few quid there. You yeah. can you can buy yourself some chocolate, Mike. Fuck you. How's, how's it going? How's the not non-chocolate going? Good. Not not a drop has passed my lips. We're now four weeks in, no chocolate. Um, eating dates, figs, dried mango, uh, anything that'll sweeten me up in any way, shape, or form. More tea than I can possibly. 
uh, imagine because it takes the the edge off. Yeah, gives you something to do. Yeah, um, and it's kind of warming because I'm getting cold. My my extremities are getting cold because I've lost weight. Uh, well, I'm well, thinking you, that, or else I'm having some sort of a heart condition. But you know what happens with chocolate? You know when, when you stop eating sugar, like chocolate. Chocolate called chocolate is sugar is the thing that creates the tar on the insides. Like you can, you can end, if you give up sweet, if you give up sugar, you can end up having coughing like you've given up cigarettes because your body has to get rid of all the mucus that you've built up over time, and it can it can feel like you've given up the smokes, given up the sweets. I don't like the word mucus <laughs> or moist. Mucus moist a lot because it really pisses people off. Moist. Pan- panties, do you like that word? Mm, no, yeah, I'm okay with panties, but not moist panties. Gusset. Oh, industrial. Industrial Indus- gusset. Oh, God. Jesus yeah. Christ. Body of mine, Chris Dooley, said he was so, you know, well endowed that he had to have an industrial gusset. Wow. That's amazing. Is there an industrial gusset underpants that we can buy? No, there is. You can get titanium sort of uh, plant arse bits, can't you? Titanium jocks. <laughs> titanium jocks. It's like, it sounds like a superhero. They called him titanium jocks. Titanius. T- Titanus could be a new... Uh... Titanus. Uh, no, listen, you're, you're obsessed. I think you shouldn't watch The Dig anymore, okay? Okay. Fair the enough, thing good isn't point. about that, by the way. No, it's not. It's a little bit about that. Yeah, it is a little bit about that. Um, yes. Yeah, so listen. Go on, go, go, go. Are you going to tell me this? Can you tell me the story about the person and we won't say who it is and then we'll just maybe have a little chat about that? Yes. Are you okay, okay? Are you okay, so, are you okay um, to tell the story? I am okay to tell the story as long as you've got your editing gear on, just in case I slip up. Yeah, because um, I can always go back and... Uh, yeah. Just let me I don't check. want to use any any racist profundities either. No, I think the listener will have to insert what they think into the bleep. Yeah, I think that's fair. If enough. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to use words that. Anyway, no, so no, you don't. Want to. Let's just say theoretically that I was once working in a hotel, okay. and that hotel was. Uh, Quite, um, quite a lot of sort of stars, famous people in it, and one of those famous people on a particular famous weekend, or they're sort of looking after human rights and a bit of a campaigner. Um, uh, they they. What's what's the word I'm looking for? They were they were a campa- a campaigner, a lifelong campaigner, activist, um, activist, human rights, um, looking out for the rights of women, the rights of men, the rights of children across the board. Was seen as a real beacon of sort of hope, and would always take various people to task about their sort of alleged negative opinions. I would say, was that a, would that, that be a fair? Uh, yeah, yeah, it would be, yeah. Um, uh, uh, well, would be, we, we're, are we allowed to say well-known? Yeah, oh yeah, very well, very famous uh, person. Are we allowed to say male or female, or we just leave it? No, I think no, we'll okay. just keep it like this, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so um, an activist campaigner uh, involved in media? Yes. Yeah. Uh, broadcast media. Okay. Um, and uh, quite right on, you know, and, in, and said some uncomfortable things before a lot of people sort of thought things were in, uncomfortable. You know, the church and, you know, I think brought up mother and baby stuff and brought up racism brought it to the fore and had sort of uncomfortable conversations with people on air and on tv and uh, yeah well known for these views that they had anyway one night uh in this alleged hotel i had to stay back late uh because it was very very busy and we were trying to sort of keep the, the wheels on and not let it go crazy and sort of close the bar at a regular-ish time and not get busted by the police and not be any trouble and sort of keep people calm. So I was asked if I'd stay back till sort of two or three o'clock in the morning. So I did. And um, we had this night manager, South African guy. He was a South African Indian. He was really interesting. Um, and I learned most of my sort of South African racial history from him. When he went to school, because they were segregated in the school, he had actually the pencil test done on his hair. And it was something I never heard about. And the pencil test was when you used to put a pencil into your hair, if it was curly, it would stay. So you were one school. And if it did, if it fell out, your hair was straight enough to ma mask you as something different. Oh, wow. I mean, it was that basic. It was I did not know that. Mm. And uh, he was a lovely, really an absolute gentleman. And he was our night manager. And um, he'd been through an awful lot and was sending money home back to South Africa and, you know, looking after charities and stuff. And he was a, you know, right on sort of dude, you know. And uh, you know what it's like in hotels, the bar shuts, they do the old ding-a-ling-a-ling, -a -ling, okay, lads. And everybody goes, well, we're, we're, we're residents, we'll, we'll keep using the residence bar. Yep, that's great. But we just need to sort of like, we're going to have one more drink mm. and then everyone's going to go to bed. And, you know, the music had stopped. The lights had gone dim, the atmosphere, we were trying to knock it out, whatever. And anyway, this very famous person, known for their right onness, um, goes to the bar trying to get another drink, no way, then goes to reception to get uh, sort of to circumvent the whole thing and sort of uh, say, listen, any chance you can get me a drink, just pretend to send it to my room, but you'll send it to the chair over here. And this receptionist, a South African chap, just went, uh, no, um, you'll have to talk to the barman, but we've gone, you know, we, we told people it was the last drink 20 minutes ago, and that's kind of it. Mm. And um, she... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. She, he, <laughs> they... The lost person. Lot. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, I was called for, because they then went to the bar to see if they could, you know, say that that fucker over there wouldn't give me a drink. Now you won't give me a drink and whatever. And it was like, let's bring in the big guns. Let's bring me in to calm the situation. And I'm thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, I've got to deal with this person. And they're really well known. And they've, you know, they're kind of right on and they're untouchable, really. I need to sort of, you know, delicately make my way around this situation. So I went over and I said, listen, um, my name's Mike. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get you one more drink, okay? And then we're going to ask you very politely if you want to make your way upstairs afterwards. You know, I'll get you a large one. It's on the house. No problem. 
great, they say. Um, at least you're not like that beep, 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 racial, racial, racial behind reception over there. And I was like, fucking hell. I certainly wasn't expecting that out of your mouth. You know, this is just... So I presume by, by your reaction to what they said, it was quite a vicious racial slur. Oh, yeah, very much so. And directed at this person in particular who was of colour. And, you know, and it was just, you know, you can't, you can't say that. But I had to just, and I feel kind of guilty. The reason I told you about it is because I feel, to this day, I felt kind of guilty. And because I then went and got her a drink, you know. You, you didn't stick up for your colleague. No. Um, and I was there very much not to stick up for anyone. I was just there to calm the waters and sort of calm it all down. I personally went and apologised because he overheard this. Yeah. I, I went and said, listen, I'm really fucking sorry. These people just don't know what the fuck they're talking. Drink has been taken and whatever. And put it down to, oh, listen, they've had a couple of pints. You know, people say things. But then again, you know, in vino veritas. Yeah. The truth will out, you know. And uh, yeah, I just felt really kind of uncomfortable about the whole thing. And then I'd been looking at your Twitter feed about the leaving cert and mother and baby homes and that sort of stuff and you know it, it's all i don't know it all kind of came as one thing to me that you know we 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 people lie a lot don't they and i think it's very difficult to speak truth to power in the sort of social world we live in not only in this country but in the western world really and i sort of wanted your thoughts on that i suppose yeah i mean look i know who you're talking about so mm. i have i have i have something that other people don't have listening but you know take it from us that this is a very well respected person who the problem is that we go too far and twitter especially maybe not the rest of the country or maybe not maybe not the rest of the world but you know print media at the time or at the at the time of a significant event with this person and Twitter at the time, you know, we're almost like we almost beatified these, this person. And we do this, you know, we beatified the person and we just like we, we, we raised them up to a position that they couldn't possibly. I understand that things are said and people drink and I've made mistakes and all that kind of stuff. I've never said anything like that and I wouldn't. It's just not in me. So, you know, the just the point is, there's two sides to everything and we should always, we should never be afraid to question uh, the status quo of something, especially like, look, <clears throat> the problem is I don't want to be one of those people that it appears like, like say for instance, if like I've recently, I'm not, I don't work for RT anymore. Right. So it could come mm -hmm. across that if, if I say certain things online, it could come across as, well, he's just, uh, bitter and he's yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. he's be, just being a bit of a bitch and uh, you know trying to get his own and that's how it's painted you know if, if you do so I look there's certain things that I would just stay quiet about um, but it can be a bit sickening f to see this beatification of a person 
um it's it's and it goes too far and you and i often wonder what's the what is the what's behind this why do we do this why why have we why have you put this person up on a pedestal and made them like like god God forbid this person were to die okay if this person were to die i'm sure the papers would be full of uh they were great they were a campaigner they were this they were that they were the other it's all about the positives and we do we we saint people you know we really do go to town on people when they die you know uh like david bowie when he was the when he he died all of a sudden he was the best musician ever um you know some of his albums weren't great but that's that's not the extreme we're looking at we're looking at a person who put themselves out there as this great campaigner of especially anti-racism and anti anti-discrimination yeah yeah yet there they were in their cups in london away from sort of home territory and well able to be as racist as the next person which stuck in my gut and i think it comes through the society we're in you know um and you know i I know we go on about the church a lot but it's the church it's it's people not paying attention to children who are having a tough time about their exams because they don't really matter and they're not going to talk back Mm. you know it's that sort of stuff it's mother and baby homes. Um, people have been shouting about it and shouting about it and shouting about it, but it, it has to get some sort of a momentum before anybody does anything about it. So I think we're a healthier society the more we talk about inconsistencies in the way we treat people. Not, not being afraid to have an honest conversation about a person or an organisation. That's the problem. We, it, it seems to be a big issue. Like we can't we're either beatifying somebody or we're cancelling them, right? Mm, so we yeah. need to get to a point where we're saying, look, it's David Bowie. He was, he was good. Great career. Fair play to him. You know, might have dated a few young people. That's a bit weird. You know, we don't, need yeah. to, we don't need to cancel him. You know, maybe it was a different time. I don't know. But let's not fucking put him on a pedestal altogether. Like, it doesn't, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you look at TikTok at the moment, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the, you know the, the posthumous cancelling of David Bowie because of what you know and a lot of these rock stars and what they might have done in the 60s and 70s I'm not saying that that's the that's not the way to go either or you know but 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 the problem is it has to be an extreme the person's either either a saint or they're cancelled that seems yeah. to be the way it's going um and I would say neither it would be great if we had if we could do neither and the same with the conversations that i have to have with my daughter's school uh i'm trying to explain i'm not against you and i'm sorry that you're reacting in a way that it seems like i've personally attacked you and your position as principal or whatever i haven't what i'm trying to do is if you're 18 17 18 and you're sitting exam nobody cares about you because you don't have a vote so exactly you're not going to get them elected and then in the next it was funny actually i had a conversation with somebody who's involved in a school and is involved in the education system in ireland i was having quite a heated discussion with them and they brought up a certain politician who happens to be a Sinn fein politician who is taking his time to to get in touch with leaving search students and he's saying to them look i will do my best for you to do x y and z i'm listening to you there's somebody listening to you okay now that's been seen as as that's been seen and fed back to the kids as 
you know, him trying to uh, sort of uh, make the best of this situation in a selfish way. Yeah, he's being accused of playing politics. He's playing politics, yeah. yeah. But at least he's fucking playing politics with them. That's, because That's his job. Yeah, but also, can you see the the how this information has been twisted and sent back to mm. the kids as something bad so yeah. oh yeah no that that man just wants to give you sweets to get you into his van he's not yes. we're, we actually mm. care about and the thing with the school it's like we, we sorry now we can't have an honest conversation because you you're you you're playing politics here so you're saying about the Sinn Féin guy you know that's it's already you're already twisting things here to suit your agenda i'm not sure so who are you it's it's not student focused and um, when you ask for it to be student focused what they hear is not that you're asking for it to be student focused that you're attacking them personally mm. and that's there's something in that do you know what i mean and i think at the moment with coronavirus and everything that's going on <clears throat> everybody's been caught on the hop and i i understand that politicians, teachers, unions, all that sort of stuff are having to come to terms with stuff. Um, and the HSE and Tony Holohan and the Taoiseach and Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, everybody's been on the hop, whatever. But what, what kind of pisses me off at the moment is you can't criticize. Mm. I can't criticize a teacher um, because the teachers have self-interest and are very heavily unionized. And you then get the union saying, well, you can't criticize my members because they're looking after their health. Yet, you know, they've done things in the past to look after themselves. Um, and everybody's kind of clinging to this rock. You know, the teachers are clinging to their jobs. The unions are clinging to their jobs. Our politicians, remember, only get voted in every four or five years. They're clinging to their jobs as well. So they're running scared. That's not a great position to be making decisions in. You know, they 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 should be they should have the freedom to to sort of actually go listen, just fucking lock the doors, lads. Um, I know there's all sorts of people want all sorts of things to happen, and everybody thinks they're being special at this time. But we need a bit of leadership, I think, and clarity in what's going on. And I think that's from the children up. You know, the kids need to know right. Okay, it's going to be continuous assessment. Um, get your asses in gear. Um, there's not going to be any mocks. We're just going to do it and do it and do it. And we're going to keep going and plow through. And this is your start date. And this is your end date. Start taking it seriously because it's happening. End of. They don't have to drag them back to school. If the schools reopen and coronavirus disappears, whatever. The six years are still in that cycle of, you know, certainty. But, but they're not at the moment. There's just well, this wallowing. Be because, and I'm not anti-teacher and i understand that they've got a, they've got their own yeah, str stresses yes. but the teachers are saying no we want exams because how do we mark these kids that i mean as far as i can see they're looking the teachers would like a mock exam and i i know this is going to come across as anti-teacher but it's not but they want the mock exam to make their job easier right because it's very stressful exactly yeah but but which is fine i get that but they have to park their make my job easier stance for a moment and go what's best for the students yep. like i had some guy on twitter tell me um look they just fucking it's look the leaving cert is supposed to be stressful it's seven and a half weeks they just need to get their head down and fucking do it you know some guy some like 30 year old dude like with no kids mm. just going yeah man just fucking you know it's supposed to be stressful i was going to the fucking middle of a pandemic 
they, these these kids these kids the last time they had a sit down exam in a big hall like that was the junior cert they haven't done an exam like this in two years and now you want them to do two in the space of a few months you know it's not like you fucking you know just get, it's supposed to be stressful I just I just find also people who have no skin in the game jumping in and having an opinion and the only reason I'm making such a loud noise and I keep talking to anybody that will listen to me about it is because my daughter's going through it and it's not even from her point of view because the point I was trying to make and I, and I had a chat there's a young lad who has a podcast um, and I'll mention it in the in the intro uh, when I record this, the intro on Monday before I put this out um, and I went on his podcast. He's a sixth, fifth year student, you know, and he's he's very much involved in, you know, what's best for the kids and all that. Because fifth year, this year's fifth year, they shouldn't have to do a leave insert either. You know, we, no. should, we, we can start back with the leave insert from this year's transition year. They'll go into the cycle, hopefully, tra- uh, I was going to say tranquilized, uh, vaccinated. And, uh, <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> there's a few people you could tranquilize. So that so hopefully this so this this current uh, transition year or junior cert year they'll go in clean and they'll be good to go for two year a two year cycle of the leaving cert and you know we can worry about whether the leaving cert is right or not another time that's not the point. So I, I went on to this uh, fifth years uh, really good podcast actually uh, Alex's name and uh, had a good chat with him and I, I, so I was making the point I said look I'm I am concerned about my daughter mm. obviously but also I said my daughter has her own bedroom. She yeah. has light. She has heating. She has food. I drop her up a cup of tea every now and then. She's can get up and get her breakfast. I, you know, I'm just. I know that those things are relevant to somebody going into a school as well. But on top of that, she has Wi-Fi. She has her own laptop, uh, which she got for Christmas. She has a phone as well. She has Wi-Fi, so there's no. She can sit down. She knows that. I think classes start now at half eight. When she sits at her desk in her bedroom, she's everything she needs to do her mm-hmm. class, her classes, right? Compare that to anecdotally, and I've heard these stories, a kid who mom and dad are out of work because there's a, uh, there's a thing called, there's a, there's a global pandemic on at the moment and people are out of work. They haven't been able to pay the Wi-Fi. Okay. So the Wi-Fi is down. Yeah. They've, the, the child has cracked their phone. They don't have a laptop. They can't afford one. The child recently cracked their phone. Can't afford the hundred euro to get the screen fixed. So they're sitting in their bedroom. Say, for instance, they're in class or they can be in class on a cracked phone. This is an anecdotal story that I heard. One kid had to say, Miss, I can't see that part of the board because it's where the crack is on my phone. Yeah. Uh, if the Wi-Fi isn't paid for and they then have to, on a Tuesday morning, go to their parents and say, can I have 10 euro to buy credit for my phone for class? And they don't have the 10 euro for the credit for the phone for class. And they've been, and there's, that's a whole other struggle for them to attend class, to find out what's going on, to get notes, to keep up. How oh, yeah. are we How are we then expecting this person to sit a mocks, to sit an exam? You know, how are we even going to assess this person? Uh, you know, it's it, we need to think about everything here. And it seems like they're only concerned about the pupils who, if they are, uh, if they get the continual assessment and they're not happy with it, might go to the high court if they have enough money to challenge their results. Yeah, yeah. So it it's not student focused. No, and it's it, enough. it it costs a lot of money to be poor in this country. You know, if you've got to go and do your ad hoc by your data here and there where it's it's expensive. 
if you've got a you know it, it just adds you know oh, it's expense to a, 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 a worsening situation and can and can take families over the edge but that's what our teachers should be doing in our schools and our minister for education they should be making sure that everybody can get to places where they can do things open up libraries there's lots of there's lots of places with uh, where you can socially distance i'm sure in libraries and and community halls around the country mm. um, and there's working hubs that everybody's set up um that can be supervised and managed properly um it just takes a bit of imagination but the fact that we can't tell teachers to get their ass together we can't tell the unions to just listen we understand you've got the rights of your teachers and your people at your heart but just fucking think about it from a poor student's point of view for two minutes and just bring some of those boundaries down you know we are in uncharted territory, so just give everyone a break. But, but, but they don't, but, seem, don't seem capable of doing that. They think, you know, they if they give in now, they'll give in here and they'll have to work yeah. hard, this, that and the other. And I'm not bitching about teachers. I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm on a board of management for a school and I know how hard they work. But, uh, and that's a primary school. It's different altogether. Um, but they just need to just fucking let the walls down a bit and just give people access yeah just just open up the conversation to have an honest conversation don't be so entrenched don't be so worried about mm. being caught out or being like you know or, or your your, yeah. author oh. your your authority being questioned you know i had to i had a phone call with some recently and i had to remind them i wasn't a pupil i was a parent i was yeah. an adult yeah, and yeah, we yeah, yeah. we can we can have a conversation but we're, we're no one's talking down to anyone here like you know and you can, you can, unfortunately, it happens. And I, I sent a letter to my daughter's school and I said, I want, to, I want a copy of this to go to every member of the board of management. And I said, because, unfortunately, if you're in a school and you're, talk, you're only talking, nobody contacted me or a, any parent of any child in the school to ask them what they thought about what was going to happen. Nobody. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing there is it's called... It's called what is it called? Think bubble or whatever it's called, where you're you're in this bubble with your board of management, with your teacher, with your other teachers, and you're the and they're the only people you're talking to. So you between you, you come up with a great solution for all the yeah, people which, which for suits the, everyone around the table. Around yeah. the table. And and you somebody, and the only thing I ever want, and the reason I'm shouting or going on about it is I just want a conversation. I want to be involved in the conversation because you're not involved, like most schools are having these Q and A meetings with their pupils to tell them what they've decided. There's no, let's, yeah. you know, let's have this Q and A about what you need or what you want. The Q and A is about what we've decided. And then you can ask questions about what we've decided afterwards. And then we'll shut you down if we're not happy with the questions. Just now I can say that from our point of view, um, my son goes to school locally and mm. he's in TY and they've been spectacular. The school have been very, very good and they've been very on it with regards because we're rural, you see. So there isn't an assumption that everybody has Wi-Fi. In fact, there's an assumption that everyone has shit Wi-Fi. Has been proven time and time again by the quality of the sound sometimes on this podcast, for which I apologize. Anywho, um, they sort of they started off with the technology and getting everybody tooled up. Um, and they do have regular meetings. Um, you are allowed to ask questions, but there still is, they start off from the point of, well, 
the government haven't given us any clear leadership. And I'm thinking, lads, the dogs on the street know what you should be doing now. Prepare for the worst. You know, hope for the best. It's basic. Just fucking get on with it and but, get people taught if you can. Yeah, if you can. Or the, the, the thing about it is, if the thing that I don't understand is why, 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 why this... As far as I was concerned, Anna was going to class every day and the teachers were doing a great job and she was just happy, you know, and, and, and learning mm. and learning. That's the most important thing. Like, fuck the points. You know, it just actually, it, this is about yeah, learning. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, for, yeah. we forget. And she's sitting in yeah. a room and she's happy. She's learning. She's learning every day. She's getting assignments in. She's getting good grades. All like, She's happy. Everything's cool. No stress. That's what we need to realize that as it is, there's no stress. So great. Good job. Delighted. It's just the bombshells then that they throw in because the school feel like they need to be making announcements. And they're like, yeah, we're going to try and do the mocks. As soon as you get back into school, we'll give you 10 days to prepare and then the mocks will be on. You're like, what the fuck are you doing throwing that grenade into this perfectly serene, you know, in the middle of a pandemic? This is quite a serene. You've created quite a nice space here for kids to learn. Well done. Why are you doing this? You don't need to do this. And it seems to be that. Why not say we don't know what's going on. Why not have that conversation? Go, girls, boys, let's have a let's have a meeting, right? Let's all go on Zoom. And then the principal says, "Listen, we're being told nothing by the Department of Education. I have no information, and until I do, we'll just carry on as we are. And I'm not making any decisions until someone else makes a decision. But as it is, you guys are learning. We're teaching you. That's great. Let's just keep going. And well done. You don't have to make a decision. Yeah." Like, what? I, that's what I don't understand. You don't, sometimes the best thing to do is nothing. Absolutely, yeah. And you can, as a, and why not as a school go, this is ridiculous. I'm making the decision. Screw the, screw the department, screw the government. My pupils aren't sitting a leave insert exam this year. Let someone else figure out what the fuck happens next with colleges. Like, yeah, because it's not a one size fits all. The onus right? shouldn't be on the schools yeah. and the kids to sort out no. co- college places. That's let the co- they have plenty of money and staff and time to figure out how they get people to fit, fill their to pay them the money and fill their classes. It's not, it shouldn't be the school or the like. Essentially, the school are taking on the job of filling college places. For yep. it's not their job. They've they've just have to teach the kids. The co- the third level is so. They don't work for the third level. Like the ho- oh, holy family. All, in, it is ho- all hand in glove, though. That's the, the holy point. family do not work for Trinity. They can just go, listen, Trinity, you need to sort out your shit. If you've got college places to fill, best of luck with that. We can't do we can't do anything to help you. We're 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 just we're just happy to keep our students happy, and that's all. And that's an educated, and that's our job. So best of luck, and just hand it over. You don't even have to worry but, about a solution. But it's like an assembly line and the, and the kids are kind of being gaslit from a very early age to exactly. become primary school teachers, become um, PE teachers, become geography teachers, become an engineer, um, do a degree in this. And, um, and they're being told, they're being sort of looked at from their grades from a very early age to sort of, well, you can go to the teacher training college, you can do a degree in this which isn't actually linked to anything in the real world and you can do one that's got you know a job at the end of it and uh, whatever you do don't not go to college 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 it's horrible they're just they're told all the time 
and it reminds me of that um cat stevens song you know um father and a son mm. from the moment i could talk i was ordered to listen and that's what they're doing to the kid they're just literally you know they teach you to read and write and then they take any sort of authority you might have away from you for the but, next 10 years and i think that this situation is is showing the covid has and the pandemic has revealed this situation for what mm. it actually is and, that, and like this is not like mad hatter conspiracy stuff this is just the, the system is broken it is broken you I know think a lot of systems are broken i think health education you know lots of systems are broken and it takes something like a pandemic to shine a light on them to realize how on a knife edge they kind of were to begin with and we need troublemakers in the school system we need principals who are going to say no not mm. good enough i'm doing my own thing but but they're linked to the catholic church <sighs> Yeah, and strongly linked to the Catholic Church, and happily, you, you know, it's it's just, it's like we we just it, it all we need to be having on we can't have honest conversations. No, because you mean of, you have a ridiculous situation where some schools are owned by the church. The church gets the money per child to get in there, and it's this sort of this circular money. And then the school wants to do something, and they have to run it past the diocese, and the diocese says no. So, none of that sort of liberal shit here ultimately the church are making decisions for our children mostly Still. in most yep. schools which is yeah. something we really need to think about as well yeah um but ultimately but going back to the original point about beatifying people and people becoming saints and not speaking up against institutions or not it's it's not that anybody wants to have a go it's that let's just be honest here it's just there you go let's just be honest let's have an honest conversation nobody's being attacked here don't be so defensive and it seems that it's an irish thing about this fucking defensiveness you know i i i would I, from having lived in england i would say it's an english irish uh Anglo. western yeah well you know well the french are the same. french are good though the french are good at getting out and fucking you know pouring load of potatoes over the mo- the motorway if if they're not happy with shit you know what i mean like they will Speak yeah, but they're like the, the boy department. who cried wolf. You know, they they just keep doing it, and it doesn't, <laughs> they, it doesn't have any, they uh, do too much. Yeah, yeah, it's just like fucking hell. Yeah, there was a worrying. there was a news story yesterday that um, you know, the way we're worried worried about people having parties and gatherings, and COVID. There was a, 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 a an orgy in France. Uh, police had to go in and break up an an orgy. <laughs> there was eighty one people at it. <laughs> You gotta hand it to the Frenchman. They don't fucking do things by halves. You know what I mean? It wasn't like was a, th- it wasn't like a threesome. No, but there was an Austrian guy um, in. Oh God, he was in. He was in. Uh, I'm gonna say Brussels. Yeah. During the lockdown, um, this this story came up a long time ago, and he's one of these Austrian right wingers, like anti everything, anti gay, anti anything that isn't like literally straight man woman boy and girl child that's it yeah um, and probably hates he, women as well yeah. he hates everyone like race a complete psycho yeah. thinking he's going to be the head of this right-wing organization and uh the the male orgy he was attending got busted by the police wow he was arrested it was on the first floor of a building and he ankled it down the uh, drain pipe and broke his ankle <laughs> it was like 
standing there or lying there, bollock naked, like with gear on, you know, sort of like, oh, a, like a, a noose around his neck, sort of thing, going like, oh, my leg. And they, they're showing this lightning. Aren't you that right wing anti gay guy? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Let me just yeah. remove this vodka soaked orange from my mouth and then I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh my God! It's, it's so gross. like it, 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 we just need to. Yeah, we just need to be very. We need to be better at being honest and being open and stop. It doesn't have to be you're with us or against us. You know, it just bit bit more honesty. And and yeah, look, maybe may, shit as well. I um, suppose I thought it, I, th- I thought it'd be different by the time I got into my forties and I had kids in school, but and it's it's changed yeah. a little bit, but a long way to go. Yeah, but you still can't call out things. You know, I, I often, and I will call out racism now, if I hear a bit of sort of soft racism, you know, if I'm sitting down somewhere and somebody says something a little bit now, I kind of, well, you know, and I'm eating something. I've, I said this once and I got a bit of a reply out of it, but I was sitting down eating something and somebody at the table next to me said something and I overheard it. And I said, there's nothing like a little bit of a soft or quiet racism on the side of your lunch. I was like, how dare you? I was like, how fucking dare you? Well, wow. Let's have a chat about it. And it was like, uh, uh, you know, I'm disgusted with you. Like, I was the, I was at fault yeah. for saying something. Good man. You have to. You fucking have to. You have to call these yeah. things out, you know. Listen, Mike, that was great. I don't know. Um, was, I was going to say, I don't know how long we, we were at it, but uh, it's about a good, good hour out of that. But I, I really enjoyed the, the chat, Mike. Thank you very much. We were, we were at it a good hour. Any, uh, what are you going to watch on the telly tonight? Oh, you know um, what? I, you know what I'm enjoying. Oh, what? I'm I'm enjoying uh, for the first time in my life, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the change. Maybe I've gone through the male menopause. I'm enjoying Saturday night shiny floor TV, and I'm just I'm not being. I'm trying to watch television. I'm such a cynical fucker. And I think, you know, I'll watch TV and go, oh, fucking, you know, I'll be mm. trying to, you know, I'll be watching Coronation Street and I'll go, oh, don't tell me they're going to fucking, you know, he's going to kill her on Christmas Day and, you know, they're going to get married. And, anyway, um, so that's the way I watch television. So now I try on a Saturday night, we sit down and we watch The Masked Singer. Oh, God. And we watch uh, Michael McIntyre's Big Wheel, <gasps> I think it's called. Oh, the, yeah, Spin the Wheel. The wheel. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. Very, very, that, that's very good. That's, and, that, that's a lot lower common denominator. It's quite oh, funny. Oh, man, it's beautifully yeah. uh, put together and just so simple and lowest common denominator, absolutely. But it's a great... I love, I love the, the contestants coming up from down below and then going back down. And uh, I, I don't know, it's just... I, I'm embracing shiny floor show TV on a Saturday night. I don't night. think there's anything wrong with that, but the masked singer, my issue is the clothes that Jonathan Ross wears. Haven't noticed his garb. Oh my God, he's wearing sort of silk jackets and stuff. It just looks a bit kind of like he's trying to be cool. And and that, that sort of when they start singing, they have to make this kind of head movement that, wow, that's a really good singer. It's all about the judges' reactions. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And it's a bit, I don't know, it's, it's like it's being edited to focus. It's like, you know, go, I, I need you to move, wobble your head a bit more there, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, really. Not, yeah, yeah. You stand up and dance for this bit because it's really good. Yes. But I love when they when they try and guess who it is, right? So they, 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 they can basically fucking guess anybody, right? <laughs> And then, like, he, I, I, there's a short coming out with, like, I think it's Michael Jackson, or, you know, I think it's R. Kelly. And, you know, I, I imagine there's probably artists they're not allowed. I think it's Gary Glitter. <laughs> don't, don't guess Gary Glitter. 
<laughs> Don't guess it's, R. Kelly. It's Aung San Suu Kyi. <laughs> but they can literally, like they said, they said, um, they said someone recently who's and it, like, I was like, that person is so fucking famous, like Madonna or something. Like, mm. you know, you go, it's so ridiculous. There's no way that Madonna would put on a fucking mask and stand, yeah, you know, and go to the BBC and perform for you guys every week. I, I uh, saw somebody saying it was Justin Timberlake, and I was thinking, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. And I always think of Justin Trouser Snake. That's what my wife calls him. <laughs> Not him, okay. But uh, yeah, the mass singer, and they just—that's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just—I can't, can't be doing with the voice either because if they're from Wales, where are you from, my love? Bonnie Preeth. Oh, I was born down the road from there, my uh, Two days later, <laughs> you could be my daughter. I have no idea. You could be my yeah? daughter. I don't yeah. know how many women they slept with, and where they are. They left now. quite a lot of sperm around there. Those past <laughs> <in> the valleys. <laughs> Mining for Fanny. Um, with my grandfather. Anyway, uh, so yes, yeah, so I'm going to watch a bit of show, and Tommy Tiernan Saturday night as well. Uh, I, I've, I've never seen. Tommy. Oh, you should. I think you'd really enjoy it. I probably would. Yeah, I definitely would. I like Tommy Tiernan, but I've never seen the program. Yeah, check it out. Have a look at the player. I think you'd really like it. Um, Don't fucking talk to me about that fucking player. That can be your homework. Yeah, you have to watch. Oh. You have to watch three ads at the start, then oh. four ads the, in the middle. The, no, you watch three ads in HD, and then the fucking program won't load, and then you try <laughs> and fast forward through, and then it gives you the next four fucking adverts in HD as well. Having more fucking milk, they must own the RTE player. And you're not allowed yeah. to have a, you're not allowed to have an honest conversation about the RTE player because no, you're attacking RTE. Oh no, they're shit. I mean, in uh, fairness, I, I I looked at the the all four as well the other day and it's funny because they they're exactly the opposite the adverts are shit and then the the program is perfectly streamed okay. in HD, you know and it's just like lads i'm actually paying more for rte than i am for any other streaming get your shit together yeah they really do need i mean you know i quite like the content on rte and the news and everything but just fucking the player is useless um anyway if you can suffer the player check out tommy tiernan's show it's good and uh what will you watch tonight then any have you any films movies lined up or are you just gonna uh, see what happens oh we're watching batman jimmy oh. has got me to watch his movies that he's kind of been interested in and we're watching batman um begins okay kind of last night so that's kind of who's batman Christian, uh, Bale. Bale. Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind yeah. of going back. Is this an origin story kind of thing? Yes, it's the one with Batman. It's the one um, when the Australian guy dies, who plays the Joker, Heath Ledger. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it, I, really, really good. The first one is fantastic. The actors in it are great. Yeah, I think I'd like to watch that kind of stuff. My family aren't really into the action stuff I've mentioned before, so I'm kind of on my own. Uh, so I think I'll save them for my retirement. Oh, actually, I am retired. I can start watching them now. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, listen, enjoy Batman, and you know, uh, say hello yeah. to Jimmy, and 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 apologize to your wife. I'll take that bit out about her flashing her boobs. Oh no, no, no! Don't take it out. No, 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 no! I want her to flash more. <laughs> she might stop though if I keep talking There's about it. A lot going on. No, you're all right. Don't worry. About it. I was joking. She when when she heard it, her head hit the. Uh, we were both sitting in here, and I knew it was coming. Of course. <laughs> And she was sewing, and her head literally bounced off one of the sewing machines. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
but really she's an exhibitionist great okay yeah. good we have a lot of pole dancing stuff in the room and uh, love swings and stuff like that i think that's enough now for the show today um <laughs> i go that's my wife calling me now uh, mike i'll see you around good luck bye really. i forgot to fucking press record <laughs> see you mike love you i'll see you wednesday yeah look forward to it honey all right cool take Thanks care man enjoy saturday there you go that's it uh, me talking to my friend mike he lives in Clare. i live in kildare and we do that every monday and now every wednesday as well so twice a week we chat there you go it was an interesting chat um we went to many different places we saw many things we interacted on many different levels and we got nowhere in the end i don't think but, uh, you know, if anything that we talked about resonated with you, you know, struck a chord with you, feel free to join in the chat, the conversation. Be part of it. You know what I mean? We want to hear from you. You know, get involved. It's uh, keithwalshpod at gmail.com or keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com. That's the email address. We would love to hear from you. I know Mike would, especially. He's a big fan of yours. Yeah, yours. Yeah. I know. There you go. You've got a fan. And why wouldn't you? You're a great person. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy that. I wonder uh, I wonder if you know who we're talking about. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. You'll have to email me to find out. Send me an email and then I'll e- email you back a clue. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit of a... It's a bit... I don't know if it's mean to do that kind of thing. But anyway, the point wasn't to name the person. The point was that we're all... You know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have any anything on the pedestal. People, institutions, governments, neighbours, husbands, wives, nobody. Just, you know, recognise everybody is fallible, um, not flawless. That's the point, isn't it? Isn't that, was that the point, Mike? I hope that was the point. Um, Mike can ring me now and say, no, that wasn't the point. Um... So that's it. That's uh, that's all I've got. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you're new to the podcast, you're very welcome. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. Tell your friends, of course. Give us a review. And um, anything you like. This is part of the ACAST network, so thank you very much, ACAST. You're very, you are very good, lads. I think this uh, podcast was one of the... Um, I don't know what it's called, like a featured one to watch. They were playing ads for our podcast before other podcasts so if you're new welcome welcome and uh, there is a little link when i say a little link it's just a link uh, in the description of this podcast you can click on that if you want to throw us a few quid towards the podcast the money will be spent on either cans of non-alcoholic beer or equipment for the podcast you don't have to not you don't have to give us too much money 10 20 30 grand 100 grand if you have it one-off payment or monthly whichever you decide that's fine too um i've got to go get this edited get it up and get to bed it stopped snowing i don't know if i mentioned that it had been snowing at the start of this podcast but it had been and it stopped and i hope it starts again because i know the children of ireland would love to wake up to a winter wonderland it would be so wonderful Or else you have to keep running. Or else you have to do whatever you're doing. Get back to work. Talk to you soon. Bye. Love you. Bye. Here's the earworm jingly bit.
that you'd be singing for the week, at least for the day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 